feel like he if he if he played his cards right, he could have been Pitbull. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think yeah, he's a one hit wonder for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ted has jumped on now. We were just uh, shooting the shit, Ted, with uh, Colton and Austin. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how's hey. it going? How's it going? Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. I, I apologize about my um, delay. It wouldn't be something that I set up uh, without me uh, totally getting lost in Game Pass and forgetting about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what are you playing? Uh, I'm alternating between the show and uh, a game that I. Uh, found on Game Pass that has like a one and a half star review, but I'm a big fiend for racing games. So it yeah. is uh, the European Truck Racing Championship. So where no. you're just oh, like wow. racing semis <laughs> around all of these European tracks. It's not great, but it's uh, it's a good way to like kill time. I'm that a big... Like, oh, go ahead. Go on. It sounds like the type of like game, like you, you would only play with Game Pass where like you wouldn't like go out and buy it on your own. Oh, then, like... th- that's, that's actually all of the reviews are saying is like, don't pay 60 bucks for this, but it's great on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, I was I was a big fan of um, American Trucker or whatever that game was on Dreamcast. I forgot what it was called, but it was like that. that it was like a trucking racing. It was like a weird game where you're racing to deliver cargo. What was it? And, um, was it like a a simulator or was yeah, it a race? No, it was it was it was a super stylized Sega game. So like you know oh, you know like okay, it was like okay. Crazy Taxi yeah. almost, where like the characters are like. Come on, you better hurry. You better hurry. You're gonna run out of time. Hurry, come on, let's go. And like, I was like, oh my god, this game's amazing. Like, I've never wanted to deliver packages to Miami so badly. That uh, that makes me think of um, Big Mother Truckers from uh, the PS2 and the GameCube, which was incredible. <laughs> yes, yes. That I mean, that's. I think that's actually. I bet you. Here, I'm gonna look this up. I bet you. Uh, that's like uh, probably spawned from the same engine or something. Because I, I can't imagine they invest. They invest all this money in this a beautiful like trucking this like, engine. They like tr- like driving across country and they're not going to use it twice. Um, oh, a trucking game. Yeah, I, I imagine if you develop because like oh, it's called Eighteen Wheeler, Eighteen Wheeler American Pro Trucker. This game is amazing. You guys like seriously? You guys, if you ever need to do a live stream, just play this game because like you can go into first person mode and um, they they animated like the. Um, the stuff on the dashboard to like slide around, <laughs> like slide around the dash and stuff. Like it was for, for dreamcast. It was pretty beautiful. It was like really, really good. Um, I, 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 I these are the type of games we want to make for sure. <laughs> I feel like there's a good game. There's a good game right there with Kramer driving the bus from, from that episode. Oh my God. Riding off muggers and <laughs> guys. Yes. It's, 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 oh my it's, God. The day, the day that we get $3 million to make a game, it is, it is not like, it's literally just going to be like, we're just going to be like, okay, you're making the trucking game. You're doing this, you're doing that. And we're just going to mash it all together. We're like, I, I don't care. I just want to say like, okay, a couple of years down the line, best case scenario, uh, Sinfeld has sold like a million copies. You guys are rich. Um, can you work on getting the video game license to speed, but it's Kramer? Oh yeah. No, I'm dude, a speed dude, a speed. Okay. Wait, wait, that you just blew my mind. A speed game where you walk around the bus and you like talk to the passengers on the bus and like, but like you're going like, you're going like 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, whatever. Yeah. That, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my god it's like it's like you're it's like it's almost like a resident evil like a resident evil game where like there's like fixed camera like fixed camera angles on the bus and you have to like yeah you have to like manage these people oh my god multiple ways to stop it in time (laughs) well no what's what's really beautiful about that idea 
is that you you just build the bus and then and then you just and then you just fill it with content you just fill it like it's all like all the content is crammed in this bus like all the dialogue and like all this oh my god yeah we could just that could be like the best bus game ever made that'd be amazing feel, Sorry, feel free to take that idea <laughs> yeah feel free to take that idea just if we can have like an at in the credits or something that'll yeah, be just, it. and make us characters too we're like podcasters oh. doing a podcast on the bus yeah yeah as long as you guys are okay with it i think me i think i think we might use we might we might use this that's actually pretty amazing i'm just imagining donathan I'm just, well, well i'm just because we're we're working on some like fixed camera angle stuff and like, like kind of, we're trying to, we're doing some parts where it's kind of like Resident Evil 2 from PS1. And, yeah. and I'm like, we could do like a bus level. Like, I guess, yeah, that could, we could like fit that in there somewhere. I, I, yeah, that's actually really funny. That's really good. <laughs> well, before, Anyways, we yeah. far, before we get too far into everything, let's do some, uh, could you guys introduce yourselves and just, you know, let us know, you know, your, uh, where you're from, you know, the company and stuff like that. Just the, just the basics. Yeah, I, I'm Austin Stock. Uh, we're, I'm the founder of uh, Rare Bird Games, and we're working on Sinfeld uh, Remastered. Yeah, and I'm uh, Colton Stock, and I'm the gameplay director of Sinfeld Remastered. And yeah, we've basically been working on this for a few months now, at least on this version of the game. But the, the Dreams version we released last year around March 2020. Yeah. And that was a think, that was a playable version. Was that playable or was that just a trailer? That was a forty-five minute experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of um, that that what's really cool is that dreams was something so back. Like we've had this idea for like four years, and I, uh, in twenty nineteen when I was working at my job, I remember telling telling everyone in the office like as soon, I was telling them as soon as dreams comes out, I'm just gonna like hunkered down and just make it the Seinfeld game. And they all thought I was like, they're like, yeah, right. You're never going to do that. They're <laughs> like, oh yeah, you'll see. And then, and then COVID comes and uh, they basically uh, sent everybody home around January 28th and uh, starting like February 1st or 2nd, I basically spent two months straight, just literally every day on the couch building Seinfeld. Um, so yeah. And then Colton, Colton was helping me with um, uh, certain gameplay stuff. Like, he actually built like this really elaborate pull mechanic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably put like 300 hours in Jeez. dreams into just building the Festivus pull. And <laughs> there's a version of it in the game, but um, it's not like the the full version that I like wanted to actually get running because the I basically like I built it for first person, but we couldn't figure out how to like transfer the controls over from uh, the we had like the basic flashlight character, um, and we wanted to basically like have the ability to switch over to this entirely different gameplay mechanic where you run around with a, a pole and attack people, which <laughs> kind of like at the end of the day, like it, um, I ended up just turning that version of the pole into my own other game on dreams called, um, biology class skeleton. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's pretty amazing. It's like, he did like a whole cutscene, and like, it goes, it's like, a, it's like, a, like it's, it's a own little contained video game experience. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that one's basically like the, I used the Festivus pole, but I, it, as the pole that holds up like a biology class skeleton, like uh, he basically breaks free from <laughs> his own holder and then like takes the pole and starts fighting all these other skeletons with it. <laughs> it's really crazy, ridiculous one-off game. But a lot of yeah, a lot of our games are very like awkward to explain. 
Um, like, yeah, yeah. But I think I think that uh, I think when you guys see it, like it makes a lot of sense. And um, I, I think, but what the thing the thing that was really weird was that um, we wanted to keep adding stuff on Dreams, but we we were talking to the developers at Media Molecule, and we were like, "What is the future of like where like where is this all going?" You know, and we were saying like, when can we release this or when can like, will we ever be able to make money off of this? And they said, honestly, like that's years down the line. And so, yeah. Well, when you say dreams uh, for a novice video gamer like me, what what does that mean? Is that the engine that you guys are using? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So basically dreams is like uh, if you're a fan of Little Big Planet, um, these guys uh, spent the last seven or eight years building dreams, which was this like uh, game engine in PS on PS4 that you can build with the DualShock controller, and so it's like it's a it's almost like it's almost like all the same tools that you would find in like Unreal Engine, but they've kind of made it so that it's easy and accessible, and um, it, it also kind of walks you through certain um, game development logic. So where you know you turn on Unreal Engine and you're kind of overwhelmed by all these things like and you have to look up tutorials and stuff they basically made it so that they kind of explain like you can literally hover over any mechanic in dreams and it'll like have its own little tutorial right there on the screen and it'll and it'll also like it'll also teach you what it can do which is something that i wish unreal engine did like it'll if you hover over something it'll say this is a trigger uh it's mostly used for doors or this or that and it gives you like a kind of an example of how to use it and so it's a it's a great tool for kids to learn how uh, how gameplay logic works. That's awesome and stuff. Yeah, so I highly recommend if you have a little kid that you think might want to be a programmer or whatever. Like Dreams is an amazing way to kind of get them into in, like into into game development and and also kind of open up their mind to the possibilities of what they can do. Yeah, when I was a lot, young, a lot younger, I played um, Little Big Planet one and two a ton. And just built all kinds of. I built like a Resident Evil Four level inside Little Big Planet. Wow. Um, can but like, can oh. I, uh, I, Colton? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can okay. I ask like how old are you guys? Like you're saying like playing Little Big Planet One and Two whenever you were really young. That came out when I was in college, I think. And I'm I'm the young one of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm 24 right now, about to turn okay, 25. Okay, okay. And I'm 30. I'm 31. I just turned 31. So. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm definitely like I, I, I played Little Big Planet when it came out just because I think I was like 17 or 18 or something. Okay. Um, and I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of a, I'm big, I'm a big uh, supporter of uh, uh, people trying to like uh, democratize game development. And so the fact that they were trying to make it easier for people to like create their own content, I was always into that. And I was also, I was also very into Gary's mod when it first came out and stuff. Like I love that kind of stuff. Um, But uh, it looks like unreal engine is finally starting to with unreal engine five, like they're starting to democratize it where they're making it easier and easier for people to get into it. And, um, and, and we're kind of proof of that. Like we're not geniuses. We're, we're not, we're not Matt. We're not very, um, we're not like programmers or anything, but we're like, we're, we're able to produce experiences in Unreal, which is kind of cool. I think it's funny because the, the original idea, I guess, kind of originated with Little Big Planet because Austin built um, a completely different kind of Seinfeld level in the original Little Big Planet online. Um, <laughs> and when, when they announced Dreams and like the ability to actually create, you know, any kind of game, 
that's when I think the idea popped into his head where he's like, well, when we made that Seinfeld level Little Big Planet, like it was so limited to the, you know, the, the aesthetics of that and like the level design for it's more of platforming. And now he could actually make like a full first person horror game, just like PT <laughs> inside <laughs> dreams. Is, yeah. 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 That, I mean, I, 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 when I, after, after PT came out, it kind of, um, it just, it just kind of blew my mind at, um, just how, how, uh, minimal the, the HUD was like, there's no HUD, there's no, um, there's like no guidance through the, the experience. And I feel like that's something I really hate about modern games is they, they literally have all these pop-ups and they have these like wayfinders and they have, uh, inventory and all the stuff that you have to manage. And it really takes me out of it. Whereas PT, it just drops you right in. And all you have to do is walk around and press X occasionally. That reminds me of one of the games that I played a ton when I was probably in high school, I guess, was Mist. Like there was nothing, there was no information. You were just, uh, I don't know if you guys ever uh, played that, but it, it was yeah. essentially a point and click adventure, but like literally no information you're like i don't know I'll, you just kind of move the mouse around and walked around until you found until it kind of changed and you're like oh finally something i can push yeah i yeah. i just got the platinum on um i finished uh, the witness finally like i started it all the way back in 2015 yeah or 2016 when it came out and then i finally like this last month i was like that game has like been haunting me i gotta finish it <laughs> i don't think um, i ever finished mist itself so <laughs> Yeah, the witness is insane. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. yeah, I know. Like he was definitely inspired a lot by Mist, which I, I was inspired cool. by. I was inspired by uh, the witness because, I mean, I uh, I just I was just like, wow, you can make a game that has no combat, no cutscenes, no anything. I mean, I mean, we're obviously like Sinfeld is heavy on cutscenes, but but I think I think it just it just opened my eyes. Like you don't have to have in inventory you don't have to have combat or you like you don't have to do anything really um and also also what's really cool is i've been able to uh because we 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 moved from dreams we knew exactly the mechanics that we needed for the game right so i was able to tell colton like okay i need this trigger i need this type of trigger i need this type of thing like you know like i need to open doors i need to um uh, trigger cutscenes, things like that. And he was able to build these really simple um, blueprints or like code that's like uh, so that I can drag and drop these triggers and things around the environment. And it makes it easier for me to build the levels out. I love that oh, you just cool. said that you can, you don't have to do anything. I mean, that's so in the spirit of the show about nothing. You know, it's like it's a game where you don't have to do anything. You can just, you know, you can just exist in there and do nothing. Oh yeah, like after our goal is like after the after the opening cutscene, and you're, I mean, there's we're gonna we're gonna have like a little scene where you're, you know, your your adopted father uh, dies, and and you and you you're left alone on the streets. But as soon, after he dies. And you're just staring at his body like we don't we're not going to like tell you what to do. Yeah. You're just going to let them like realize, oh, now we're in the <laughs> now we're free to go wherever we want. And you can walk around the city and basically uh, we'll we'll use audio and visual cues to kind of guide you where we want you to go and stuff. But like um, but but like I, I love the idea of just kind of letting people figure it out on their own, but not like in a frustrating way, because yeah. I don't want I don't mm -hmm. want people to be like hitting a wall and be like, what do I do next? Like we're there's it's always going to be obvious where to go. It's just that we're not going to have a, a thing pop up that says turn around, go mm -hmm. left, go mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. We really want to hopefully take advantage of the 3D audio with PS5. So hopefully we can 
tap into a lot of that because I think that's especially for horror games. Like, oh man, such a nice oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to try out RE8 when it comes out. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I feel like what's what what was really funny. We uh, the demo came out for the Maiden and um, the uh, Resident Evil Eight, and someone I think Colton's friend mentioned how like that demo is has all the gameplay features that we had in the Dreams version of Sinfeld, and I was like, it's 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 pretty crazy. Like that's all you really need is like walk around, press X, and like maybe like crouch or something and like it's a, but it's just amazing how much you can do with that like you can create like a pretty en- engaging experience with that um and then we're, we're trying to take it to the next level i think so like originally that that first uh trailer for sinfeld came out and you said that was a 45 minute playable experience right and then mm-hmm. then you remastered it how did you get from where you started to deciding to to release the remastered version uh, well, we, we, we started a Kickstarter, uh, last year and people, uh, we raised enough money to get one supercomputer. <laughs> and, um, it's really funny cause we were, we wanted, we wanted to, you know, we were trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars, but we raised enough to get one computer. We're like, okay, all right. We're like, everybody, we're not going to be able to like s- stop what we're doing, but we are going to like slowly chip away at this and like, <laughs> and, and, and kind of bring it to unreal engine and people, a lot of our, fo- uh, our, a lot of our backers were patient enough to like wait for us the last like five or six months. And, uh, the trailer is kind of just like a little, the, the trailer that we, we released, uh, on April 1st, that was kind of like a little sample of what we've been working on. So why why a horror game set in Seinfeld? I mean, it's one thing to make a Seinfeld game, but you like the first idea is just to go, oh, we'll just you know make it like a playable Seinfeld episode. But then you decided to make it a horror game. Why is that? Um, it's actually not just a Seinfeld game. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try to have so many other things going on. Like, there's, I mean, we have this idea for a Friends level. That oh. it's going to <laughs> well it's it, it's 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 tied in it's tied in with the apartment level and okay. and uh and it's it's probably the most ambitious part in the whole game and probably will probably will be our downfall um like if, if, if there's one if there's one thing that's going to cause this thing to fall apart it's this one idea probably <laughs> it's it's friends that will cause the side <laughs> well Seinfeld and friends it was never meant to happen <laughs> yeah, it's like if you've ever seen the movie uh, Society, um, uh, we're trying to basically create an incestuous blob made of all the Friends characters. Yes, and it's like it's the most ambitious thing, and it's ridiculous. But like we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna try to do it, and like if it works, I mean it's it's gonna. I hope it works. It'll be, I hope it's. I hope people like it. But it's like people need to understand that there's just like a couple of us working on this thing. So we're trying our best here. But like, but I feel like, I feel like over the next 18 months, like we're going to, we're going to have some really crazy stuff. I think. What is the plot of the game? Like, how do you describe the plot, the the point of the game besides just like, you know, you, you, you don't have to do anything, but what, what is the plot of the game? Colton, you can, you can explain if you want. Basically, yeah, we, um, uh, the main plot is basically discovering uh, Donathan's backstory, and you essentially start out with uh, he's an orphan at this orphanage who has basically been allowed to leave the orphanage for a while. He's 
he's overage, but like they've been telling him like you can go, but he's it's somehow been mis- miscommunicated that he's still there. <laughs> um, and this uh, basically this uh, paranormal investigator comes to adopt a kid, but not for the intent of just like you know actually being a father. He he's just looking for a sidekick for his <laughs> or a cameraman. He, he, like a cameraman, yeah. And basically, <laughs> he needs someone to help him out. So he chooses Donathan out of the group and the orphanage. They're like, I mean, you can take him. But he's free to leave. He could have left any time he wanted. <laughs> but, um, so he basically takes Donathan with him. And then, yeah, he's your adopted father for the first part of the game. Um, but as you go with him, like uh, you basically start to discover that there's this entire... Uh, kind of like a plague going on in New York City that's affecting a lot of people and driving people insane. And that's why, like, in the trailer, you can see, like, this, you know, streets are on fire and there's cars tipped over and stuff yeah. like that. Gradually, so, gradually, as the night goes on, it gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, as the game goes on, it gets crazier and crazier. So it's, and so you and, find out what Donathan maybe has to do with all with this plague. Yeah, and then yeah, in a way, like he is connected to what's going on. So the whole game is basically him discovering who he is because he didn't really, he didn't really know he was connected to all of this. But this yeah. night is about him finding his his truth. <laughs> I mean, this is just this is all just like basic storytelling one on one of like Batman having like one really bad night yeah. kind of thing. Like, and and but we're 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 but it's funny we're not. It, even though it feels kind of like a Batman game, um, it's actually the inspiration came from Martin Scorsese's uh, After Hours, if you've ever seen that. And so the idea of you being with your adopted father and him dying, and then now you're just like homeless on the streets and you have to kind of, you're basically looking for shelter or just like look at, you're trying to survive. It's kind of, that's part of the survival horror aspect of it is like you're literally trying to survive on the streets. It is like um, Batman's um, Long Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the the game the game uh, what it has to do with all the pop culture stuff. It's kind of we're kind of using that. I think I think the way that we're using it is kind of like a commentary in a way. But um, but we're not we're not really trying to shove it down your throat or anything. We're we're trying to we're trying to make it like a fun comedic experience and just. Definitely, um, one one of the things I really love about it is that a lot of uh, musical artists have reached out already, and we're starting to build up like a really cool soundtrack. So, like, I think it's going to be kind of like a weird musical experience, like a music dri- music driven almost. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, like very like the we were our goal is to have no HUD on screen, so we we kind of want this to be like this, you know, purely visual and audio experience. <laughs> in the Seinfeld universe, Has, is it's Jonathan like, Wolf one of the people that has reached out? <laughs> yes, he actually, awesome. I, no I, way. I, I actually oh talked to God. him. Um, he didn't reach out about the game, but I, I, I talked to him on Instagram, and I mentioned the game to him, and he's like, "Oh wow, like that's great to hear that like people are still interested in Seinfeld." Um, so we're, we're considering, like, you know, I, I I talked to him for like a half hour or so on there, but um, I didn't like. If, push the question yet so yeah. we're considering whether to actually like you know bring him in and see if he wants to get involved but yeah we we, yeah. we we actually were we've met we have met with a seinfeld producer we can't go into it but like mm-hmm. we there are people actively trying to make this like an official collaboration and um we, we, I have no idea, like, I have no idea, like, how that's going to affect the final game. Because, um, like, because if, if, if it becomes, like, a completely official Seinfeld, then 
we'll have to tweak a lot of it and kind of we'll, we'll we'll have to see but like but uh but there's a chance there's a chance that maybe he could just give a give his blessing on the project and then we kind of do whatever we want a little bit um <laughs> yeah. but we're definitely right not we're, we're, we're kind of see it as like a rated m experience but yeah but they would probably they would probably want it to be toned down uh. And it's and it's also I mean curb your enthusiasm is already like way raunchier than anything we're doing, so I feel like I, I don't see why there couldn't be kind of like a rated R Seinfeld, but, yeah. except for the gore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. But yeah, uh, I think yeah, this next the next eighteen months are just going to be uh, working nonstop, and um, it, it's it's really cool like the the support and the amount of people coming out that want to be a part of the project has just been really it's been amazing and i think i think it's turning into like kind of like a weird community project kind of where like people are just like donating their their art and their their time and their effort to like help make this thing and it's been really inspiring and really cool yeah, yeah. i think probably because you guys did make it so you if it was just like a, a regular point and click adventure game where it, it was bright and it looked like the sitcom, I think people would go, "Oh, let the you know those guys are doing something." But because it's you, you guys made it a horror game, and it's just so it's such a left turn. I think that's why people are like, "Oh, we got to be a part of this." I mean, it's yeah, just- I, I I can't imagine if like someone would have tried to tackle the show uh, while Telltale Games was still like uh, a controlling factor in like point and click gaming. Could you could you actually imagine just? like a, a Seinfeld like season on Telltale. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I was playing uh, the wolf among us and I was actually like kind of getting some inspiration from that, the way the game is designed and structured and stuff. Cause I'm one thing, one thing that I'm doing now is I'm like going back and I'm like playing games like that. And I'm like taking note of how many assets are in each <laughs> scene. And, um, and that's, and yeah, I, 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 I sometimes, I, I sometimes wonder like if that's the best format, like a telltale game um, for this kind of thing. But I think we're going to try to do like a mixture of different gameplay. Like it's going to be first person, third person, and and also some kind of like tank control system, uh, uh, sections maybe. Yeah. Something, um, something to honor like the traditional Resident Evil style for a little bit. Yeah. But I, I, I agree though. Like, uh, like an, I, if Telltale made a Seinfeld game, that probably would have been amazing. It would have been incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the games that I grew I grew up with LucasArts games. So I loved Monkey Island and um, Space Quest and just those point and click adventure games were what I spent hours on. And then Myst obviously was another uh, you know, extension of that. Not LucasArts, obviously, but yeah, I, I loved those um, those kind of games. And so when I think Monkey Island did like a Telltale series as well. Oh yeah, I think um, I think that uh, the 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 thing that we're gonna I think the thing that we're struggling with right now is like it's it's not it's not a matter of um, video video games aren't difficult to make anymore. Um, they're 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 difficult in terms of time. It's all about it's about how much time things take to make um because like back in the day like in you know um on ps1 and ps2 there was a lot of hurdles in the way now the hurdle is literally how much like manpower and how much like how much time can we pour into this to bring it to life because there's there's really no roadblocks like we just became a playstation partner uh like two weeks ago or a week ago and so like we're officially a playstation partner now which is nuts (laughs) Um, and so the fact that we can upload the game to the PlayStation is like, I, 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 when I was a kid, I thought that was like the hard part. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so I think, 
Um, I think it's just a matter of like, I mean, it, hopefully, hopefully we can get some money, uh, eventually maybe at some point we'll figure out some kind of way to like pay people. But like, I think it's just a matter of like, uh, uh, just time and, and how much time can we put into each of these levels and all that stuff. But like actually crafting them isn't the problem anymore. Like it's, it's, it's actually fun to make. It's cool. Yeah. The goal if we get funding is to release a demo this October, um, of the first section of the game and then. Um, a year later, release like the full expanded, like you know, final release. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a four hour. Uh, we're aiming for like a four hour experience, but like um, usually, what happens is like uh, sometimes, sometimes if you aim for four, like it ends up being a little like it could be more. It could be like five or six hours or something. But like mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see how things turn out. That, but that's mm-hmm. our that's our target. That's our goal. Cool. Well, th- those are all the video game questions I have, but let me ask you um, a Seinfeld one. What, uh, unless Ted, you had another video game question, but let me just switch gears and ask: What are your favorite episodes of Seinfeld? I'll say episodes because it's always tough for us to pick one. But what jumps to your mind? I mean, you guys are obviously you're fans of the show, right? Oh yeah, I mean yeah. we we literally watched it nonstop. Like uh, when we would be on trips to Edmonton, we'd we'd we'd, we'd uh, have car rides all the way to Canada, and yeah. we'd be watching it in the back seat. It's crazy. Yeah. So which episodes jump to mind as your favorites? Oh, uh, uh, off the top of my head, I know this sounds really perverted, but I like the tape um, where um, uh, Elaine, uh, she leaves the sexy recording on the tape oh, and, yeah. then, and, and everybody falls in love with Elaine. And I, yeah. I just, because I, for, for me, like, uh, I... When I, as a kid, like, it was, it, was weird. it was weird. I had, like, a crush on Elaine and she's not even, like, She's just, she's just, I, th- I just like how goofy and funny she is. She's, she's really cool. Anyways, but that was the one episode where like all the characters fell in love with her and they like all <laughs> wanted to date her or something. It was really funny. Yeah. Whoever, well, the mystery woman. Yeah. When they find, <laughs> I, well, when they find out it's her, they're like, they look at her in, in totally different ways. Yeah. The way I think, I think what I liked about it was just how Kramer, like even, even Kramer comes in and he listens to it once and then they all look at her differently. Like they yeah. can't, they all, they all look at her. And, and I just love that. It's kind of like this one-off episode. Like they don't really talk about it ever again. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. My, my favorite, I think is the, um, the jerk store episode. And <laughs> yeah. Ted and I, I haven't I just, gotten to that one yet. Uh, it's, it's great. Like, I, I just, I love, um, I really relate to like, George just being able to like <laughs> the idea of like, you know, you, you say something, and then someone always has a comeback and then you, you kind of leave thinking like, Oh, like then, then after you leave, you come up with like another comeback and you're like, Oh, I should have said this. Yeah. I mean, some, sometimes years later I'll be standing in the shower and I'll think of a conversation from like a decade ago and I'll go, Oh, Oh man, why didn't I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, another, another, another thing that I always quote is, Hey, Hey, Tone. Hey, yeah. Hey. Yeah. And like, and, and I, like I, I tell people like the PlayStation five looks like, it looks like his name would be Tony. Hey, Tony. <laughs> yeah. He's got his like popped collars. That's <laughs> yeah, a mimbo. The mimbo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Seinfeld's huge. Um, I think, I think like when I was growing up, um, it kind of taught me, how to um i know there's like the 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 uh the opposite episode the opposite um yeah. it kind of that that was kind of like a a philosophical moment in my life where i we moved to vancouver and i um i i had to meet all new people and i realized that i didn't have to be the same person i was 
uh, in California. We, 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 we went from California to Vancouver for like a year. And I just remember like, I can, I can be, I can reinvent myself. And so Seinfeld kind of made me, I was like, like, I'm going to do the opposite of everything I normally do. And you know what? It actually worked. I was like very popular. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and everyone liked me. And then I, and then also kind of like brought, it kind of got me out of my shell a little bit. And so I kind of, yeah, Seinfeld kind of helped me kind of get over my shyness a little That's bit. That's awesome. So yeah. what, what did you, what did you do whenever you went, uh, you said you were in Vancouver for a year. Uh, what did you, yeah, we, you we just, uh, yeah, we just, oh yeah. Cause we, we were from Edmonton okay. and we moved to California for like a decade. And then, and then we, okay. we ended up going to Vancouver, uh, just to try things out. Like our family wanted to oh, try, okay. try. Cause, uh, I think it was. I think it was kind of like a weird time in the States and, and, and my, we were just kind of like, let's, let's see if we like, let's go back to Canada and see if we like it. And yeah. we did, we actually loved it, but I ended up getting into uh, film and, um, and there just wasn't any film programs in that area. And so we were like, my, let's go back. And so we ended up going back and I ended up focusing on editing and, uh, film production and stuff and so yeah, yeah. um uh, but you know I, I was i was born so he was born in canada i was born in um, sacramento so I'm, I'm the only like american in our family <laughs> everyone else is canadian but um i do have like dual citizenship which is nice but uh yeah i think that well actually the main reason we moved back was like the the, the town we were living in canada was just this awful place it was at no. abbotsford british columbia <laughs> No, 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 no. It was awful. It was awful to him because he was very young. But like, it was actually, it was actually really great. It was really great. The it, reason it was, it was the murder capital of Canada. Oh wow! No, no. Okay, this is see. This is a Seinfeld episode. This is this is a Seinfeld episode. I think I didn't see any murders. I didn't see anything. But like, it was this beautiful. It was a beautiful town. And there was in the woods, and it was very, you know, very scenic. It was very, very scenic. And we had a little movie theater. It was very nice. Uh, and they also had, they also had a PC cafe and we would play counter strike. It was great. Um, but I remember, I, I, yeah, I remember we found out that it had the most churches and the most murders and we're like, that's weird. <laughs> that's like a, that's the plot of a Netflix show. It's like a small Canadian town has the most churches, but also the most murders in Canada. <laughs> it's like, yeah, those are, those are, the, those are the Guinness records that they have. Yeah. He's a detective and a priest. <laughs> I, I can see the character now, but yeah, I, I I think I think as Colton, when you were little, like when we told you that, I think that probably <laughs> sounded way worse to you. So that's why you think it's. But I in my I, I, someone yeah. got killed at the Walmart I went to all the time. That wasn't. <laughs> that was like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, also like there was all these rumors about uh, meth houses and stuff, and he was like, that probably scared you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, but, yeah. yeah. I liked Vancouver. Yeah, that, that place. I was like, oh, but like, our, I think our parents mainly moved back. Yeah, because of the weather. Like they, they got so used to California, and they're just like, dang, like this, we got to go back. <laughs> Too cold. And honestly, yeah, I'm glad we did it because we, um, I ended up, you know, ended up uh, becoming an editor. And for the last ten years, like it's just been, it's kind of what's um, funded all this stuff. Like I've, I've, I've had, uh, I've had all these really weird jobs in LA, like editing music videos and editing, uh, all kinds of like commercials and things like that. And then, um, but, but in the back of my head, I felt like video games were always like something that we really want to do. And, and I just felt like movies are dying a little bit. 
Um, I just feel like, I feel like every time I go to the movies, I see the same movie, but just with different, like, you know, uh, different, uh, a coat of paint, you know? Mm-hmm. And so video games are kind of like the last place where you can literally experiment, but also be rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, cause like, I, I, I loved, I loved mortal Kombat, but like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, man, this thing was like made by a committee. You know, like there is like, like, I mean, how do you make a Mortal Kombat movie without a, without a tournament? How does that even happen? How does that even happen? And and so I just like, I feel like a video game, I feel like going down video games um, in the next 10 years, like it can kind of be our way of like telling our own stories and, and, and without having um, anyone telling us what to do, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's a very like, you know, it's, it's still relatively early in the gaming industry. I mean, uh, compared to film at least mm-hmm. um so especially with vr it's just, there, there's so many things that are changing every day mm-hmm. um like we actually we, yeah we thought like if this game actually does you know if, if we get it to release like a vr version would be another fun next step if people are asking for it yeah i think uh unreal engine 5 though like that's going to uh, I don't know if you guys know much about it, but um, one of the things that it promises is that you can it can handle billions of polygons. And so, what's really cool about that is we don't we can literally drag and drop movie quality assets into the game, and Whoa. not and so not and we don't have to worry about like you know there's like the budget is like going to be kind of moot at that point. Mm. We can literally uh, they were saying I mean they were they were saying that you can drag like the Spider-Man, the CG, the CG model from the Spider-Man movies into Unreal Engine and it can handle it. Um, So that's going to change. That's going to change everything. And then another thing is dynamic lighting. Uh, So the way Unreal Engine works right now is every time we move something, you have to, you have to rebake it and they claim that it's going, that's, that's a thing of the past. So I, all the lighting will be dynamic and you don't have to bake it or anything. Um, so, so we're hoping that all of this cool new technology will help make the game scarier and more like, and, and also easier to make so we can pump out more content and stuff. That'd be really cool. But yeah, I think, I think that in the next 10 years, you're gonna, you guys are going to start seeing like blockbuster video games, like real, like, like, you know, you're going to see like a mission impossible, Tom Cruise type video game. That's going to be like a blockbuster. It's going to be big. It's going to, and it's going to have actual. One, one, it really yeah. Is, um, I mean, Kevin Spacey, but that was, that's kind of fell apart. um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I feel like, I feel like the next step would be like interactive blockbusters. Um, Mm. And I think, I think that's where we're headed. And, and, um, and also, I also think that we're entering in the gonzo age, which is this next decade or so. I think you're going to start seeing more and more crazy projects. Like Mortal Kombat is actually kind of a gonzo movie um uh mad max mad max was kind of like the beginning of that i i'm starting to see that hollywood is like or, or just like it, 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 uh, the creative industries in general are kind of they're running out of ideas and now they're starting to open up to more gonzo ideas and like i'm seeing that my wife works in development at sony and stuff and i'm seeing like the lineup coming up and they're getting way more experimental um and way more at least at least uh in in movies they're getting more experimental with the visuals and the the story not so much um they're they're still a little old fashioned when it comes to the structure and like the story and stuff but like in terms of uh 
the visuals, like for example, like the Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse that Mm -hmm. has kind of inspired people like Sony has a bunch of stuff. That's basically, they're trying to do what that movie did where they're like, how can we approach this in a new visual way? And so I think in the next decade, you're going to start seeing really crazy stuff. And then Marvel, Oh man, like, I mean, they're, uh, they're going to do X-Men versus Avengers eventually. And like, it's going to get that shit crazy. Like you're going to have, you're going to have like a, a faithful, you know, like faithful X-Men characters fighting against classic Avengers characters and stuff. And it's like, it's going to get bonkers. It's going to get so yeah. crazy. Well, there I are just these, imagine- rumors with the, these rumors keep coming out about the Spider-Verse, like live action Spider-Verse movie, which mm-hmm. sounds yeah. interesting. Well, like I just, I, it's so funny because I remember back when the original X-Men came out, I was saying for years, I was like the, the leather, the leather suits and all that uh, cost them $500 million. Jeez. Like, no, like, no, like I'm just saying like, I, like if, if they, if they made them look like oh, the characters yeah. from the comics, they would yeah. have had, they, that's the thing is the studios, they thought that they were playing it safe. It's like, no, you guys. If, if, if that happened back then, the fans would have came, they would have gone nuts. They would have like, imagine seeing like a faithful beast and a faithful nightcrawler and all that stuff. I think, I just think that they're starting to realize that the more faithful something is, it actually does equal like bigger box office. Yeah. Yeah. They um, think that they have to change it to make it for the masses. And it's like, well, no, I mean, the comics were already for the masses. So just keep it mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. I mean, those were fine. Oh yeah. No, try like, yeah. wait till you see, there's going to be like a bright blue, like uh be, there's gonna they're gonna have beast and he's gonna have tidy like those little tidy underwear on and i'm like like people are gonna go nuts they're gonna go nuts it's gonna be crazy and like and 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 if you compare that to the original x-men movie you're like wow this is like crazy like it, it went from just black leather to like like the most colorful x-men you know, and so that's what I'm excited for. And you're going to see, I bet you you're going to see Jubilee with her like yellow raincoat. And they kind of did that in the last X-Men, but like, but I think, I think Marvel, Marvel studios is going to go nuts with like, it's going to get more and more colorful and more crazy. Yeah. My yeah. hope is that this room, uh, cause we're saying Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. My hope is that they finally do like the green and yellow Electro outfit. Cause it's so ridiculous. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, like the lightning has, bolt glasses kind of. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's a way they can like modernize it a little bit, but still like, you know, pull off the green and yellow aesthetic. Um, yeah. I just, I'm just, I, it's, it's a really fun time for uh, fans of pop culture and stuff because like, like, like mortal Kombat, like it, I think visually they got it right. Um, now it's just like, next time the sequel like can you please do like a tournament maybe that'd be kind of great that's all i want i don't know i just there's just these i there's studios are still like they're still scared they're so scared and they're like just just go just go nuts just go crazy i mean look at mad max fury road like they did not give a shit like that that movie just that movie that what i love about that movie is it does so much world building in the first like 10 minutes and it doesn't there's no exposition there's no exposition. It's literally just the things that the characters say and do kind of hint at this bigger world and like how, and it kind of gives you an idea of how things work and it didn't really hold your hand through it. And I think like Mad Max Fury Road is just like a perfect example of like a blockbuster movie that has like no exposition. Yeah, like I always like that when scary. you get when you just get dumped right into it and you don't have to ask like, well, why is it like that? It's like it, it just is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they didn't have a scene where they're like, "Oh, we have to suck on these milk canisters or whatever." It's like, no, you don't have to explain that. Like, I'll, I just, I like, I love it because then that's what YouTube is for. YouTube is for dissecting yeah. 
and figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think mm-hmm. that's what studios don't understand is like, just, just, just make the craziest movie you possibly can and let YouTube dissect it for the next 10 years. <laughs> why does why does Donathan look the way he does? He, he just oh does. my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, like it's so funny. There's so many people that are like, I they're like, why is there why is he, why does he look like an ugly baby? I'm like, you just, just answered your it. own question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like it's like Donathan is the ugly baby grown up for anybody that's wondering. But, wow. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole intro sequence that we're gonna. Yeah, it's it's a it's like the Super Mario Brothers intro with the baby being dropped <laughs> off at the at the church. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna literally rip off the entire Super Mario Brothers intro, <laughs> and, and it's gonna be like a rainy, a rainy, stormy night, and Donathan gets dropped off at the doorstep. It's gonna be really cool. <laughs> Anyways, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, we talked about Seinfeld enough. <laughs> I oh, think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah we, we. I think we did. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about X Men more than Seinfeld. <laughs> that, that's, that's kind, kind of. of uh, yep. It's kind of how our show goes, anyway. Yeah. I mean, we, we we talk for an hour and a half about a twenty three minute episode of a TV show. Yeah, so it makes <laughs> yeah. sense that yeah. Well, I I think. One thing I want to say about Seinfeld that I love about it, though, is that a lot of people, they, 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 they say, oh, they're bad people or whatever. Like, I'd rather watch Friends. One thing I love about Seinfeld, though, is that, like, even though they are bad people, this is closer. It's closer to how people function. Oh, yeah. And, um, I feel like Friends, whenever I'm watching Friends, I'm like, these are not human beings. Yeah, like, Friends or, is a like, cartoon, but Seinfeld is just, they, they just act the way no one wants to admit that they act. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I, I think uh, I think people focus too much on like, oh, these are bad people. It's like, no, these are interesting people. It's also just the point of the show too. Is exactly, like, uh, it's the just point like watching show, people yeah. just be assholes. <laughs> yeah, but they're yeah. not even they're not even assholes. Like these, just like they're just like you know, like like there's there's an episode where like Jerry, uh, they finally find they all find out that Jerry makes a lot of money, and they all look at him differently. That's how <laughs> yeah. people. That's how people <sighs> are. You know, and like I love that. Like they, it's not. I don't think they're assholes. They're just like that's just how humans are. They're just like they can't. Now that they know that you're a millionaire, they're going to treat you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Seinfeld. I just feel like kind of. Um, I think I think it just had its like finger on the pulse of like society, maybe. And yeah, we always like, friends, we always reference the zeitgeist. I was like, this was the zeitgeist of the nineties. Mm-hmm. And like friends, friends is for people that like hate society and they want like, they're like, this is what I wish life was like. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what life is like. Like you, like you can't own this beautiful apartment and work at the coffee shop. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It's like, a, it's a fantasy. Friends is like a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah, I would love to live in the friends universe. That'd be fantastic. Just like have a monkey <laughs> yeah. and just like, and just like barely, like barely work and own this beautiful apartment and just go on dates all the time. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Seinfeld, yeah, Seinfeld is more realistic to me. And I think I knew that even when I was like 11 or 12 and that's, I, I, I kind of loved that about it. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's when I started watching it too. And, and it is just the weirdest show for an 11 or 12 year old to get into, but it probably did shape my worldview probably more than my parents would have liked, you know, it's like, but, but it, like you were saying, it teaches you a lot philosophically, like the opposite is like, if it's, if it's hard to do, it's probably worth doing, you know, like don't yeah. take the easy way. Like George constantly did. Look what happened every time that he, uh, or the, look what happened the one time he decided to, to not do things the easy way. His, his life started getting great. So yeah. Um, yeah. 
Stuff yeah, like it definitely teaches you teaches you how to navigate uh, social uh, situations and things like that. And also, also it kind of um, taught me how to possibly deal with these type of people. So, like, if I meet a difficult person like this, like, I kind of already like, I'm like, oh, okay, you're one of these type of people, huh. and I can kind of navigate myself around. Yeah, I, I never considered that, but I'm probably I'm probably the same way. Like figuring out certain people because it, it, it covered literally every type of social interaction you could have had between those years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think what I, like instead of getting like upset or frustrated, like I feel like I've that show is like a lifetime of experience crammed into nine yeah. seasons or whatever. And so it's it. So now I feel like I'm not annoyed by people's weird quirks. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually I think I'm more accepting of people's quirks now. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. And, uh, I actually, I actually kind of love people's quirks. I, 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 so, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't really make fun of their quirks. I'm like, I'm actually kind of like, Oh, I love, I love how you do this. I love how you do this little <laughs> thing. Yeah. So it makes me appreciate people more, I think. Awesome. Well, where can people find out more about Sinfeld and contact oh, you guys yeah. and, and keep track of everything? Uh, if you guys go to rarebirdgames.com, um, you can find kind of general information. You can kind of watch our original uh, animations and stuff that we've done over the years. And um, and then you can also go to the YouTube page, which is also Rare Bird Games, uh, and just watch the trailer and stuff. And we're uploading like random comedy sketches and things like that. Um, we're also doing a monthly – we're trying to do a monthly like uh, a variety show called Mind Dreams. And we're – we're getting uh, five five different uh, creators, and they create like one minute little sketches and stuff, and we put them together into like a little episode. Huh. Um, and so far, so far, it's been really cool. So we've had yeah. some people reach out. So that's yeah, that's something that's like not Seinfeld related, but just something fun to put on the page. Yeah, yeah, it's just like kind of like we want to. We I, it would be really cool to kind of reach out to the community and like get them more involved, and like if they have any funny little videos that they like to share, like. Uh, yeah, they, we, we want to have like a, like a, a series that we can do that. And also, um, eventually we will do let's plays and stuff where like, where we actually like play some games or we might share, uh, behind the scenes development stuff. Um, I think, I think as time goes on, like we'll get better at uploading content and stuff. Sweet. Awesome. Well, Ted, do you have anything else? Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I, I think we covered every possible question that I could have for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for your time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I'm about great. to watch the Ratchet and Clank State of Play. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's happening right now, right? Yeah, it's about to start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go watch the State of Play. They're they're announcing all the new lineup and stuff. So. Okay. All right. Awesome. awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,